Good morning and welcome to Garden Talk on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. I'm Jay Thomas with me like always, Rick Van Dyke. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. Now, Jill would be normally with us too, yes. of course, but she is out in, where did you say? In Kelowna. In Kelowna. And yep. where she is, self-service just isn't that great. great. Yep. Of course, they've also had a tremendous amount of uh, damage with forest fires through that area yep. too, so it doesn't help the situation either. Yep. But anyways, uh, she's not going to be here with us today because it just, just yep. isn't practical. We don't want to be calling her 10 in, times. She cuts in and out. Didn't sound very good this morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I uh, hope Jill's enjoying her time there. She'll be back, of course, next week. Uh, it's a good time to give us a call at one 332 8255 We are down to a one-hour show now. One-hour show yep. for the rest of the rest of until next so, April. Uh, yeah, April, something April, like that. April, then we go back to two-hour show. Again. Exactly. So still a to talk about, but we've only got an hour to do it. So if you've got a question, something you want to know, yep. uh, we'll hope maybe cover it off with somebody else's call. But give us a call, give us a text with that number there. We got to uh, go right to the phone lines yep. because it's going to be like that for this first hour. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we're going to go out to, to talk to Donna right now. Donna actually called us before the newscast even started. She's the early bird that gets the worm, and she's on first. Hi there, Donna. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. And how are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. What's your question for us? Well, I uh, recently relocated from a farm to a town in a small little place. And before I left, I dug up my strawberry plant because I want to plant it in the spring. I've got a big um, planter I'm going to set up in front of the house. Yep. And I'm wondering how I can store it. I don't have any cool space like a garage or anything like that. Do you have- so I'm wondering how I can keep this uh Strawberry plant alive until I can plant, replant it in the spring. Do you got shrub beds or a little garden or anything? Pardon me. Do you have any shrub beds or a little garden in this new place you're at in the town? Any shrub, shrub beds? yeah, or a garden? Uh, yes, I've got. I have. Um, yes, I have a little shrub bed, but it's it, it's this flat on the ground. It's not yeah, like a, yeah, not not a problem. It's flat on the ground. So what you want to do is you dig a hole. Okay, uh-huh. in your garden or the shrub bed, wherever you have a spot, plant your ball right. ball of, plant your ball of dirt that you have your strawberries in. Okay, right, and then water them in really well, and then mulch them heavy. Okay, how thick a mulch approximately? Well, I would say at least at least six inches. Okay. Okay, and then then next spring, pull the mulch away. When the frosts are gone, dig them up, put them into your pot. Oh, wonderful. Okay, that's, well, that's, I will... That's the easiest way. You don't have to water it. You don't have to take care of it. You don't have anything, but you have to mulch it, okay? You have to water it in and then mulch it. Right, and probably with uh, with uh, wood or not wood, wood, wood chips Wood or chips whatever. or leaves or anything, but a minimum of six inches. Okay, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Okay, there you go. Enjoy, Don. Take care. Take care, too. Bye-bye. 1-877-332-8255. That's uh, an important thing because if you leave that above ground... Yeah, it's not going to make pot it. Won't make it no, not at all. No, and not she has no place inside to really keep a cool place where she can keep it, you know, right. So the protected. next safest place for a plant it's, like that is in the ground. Like nature does. Exactly. Right. And then that big, thick layer of mulch is going to insulate the insulate. top, right? Yeah. And we're going to hopefully get some snow over top of that yet right. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that, that ground temperature will be cool, but not hopefully frozen through, yeah, right? That's the a, idea. It's amazing. Like, you know, especially when she makes her, her, well, I should have told her this, make sure that you're not just putting the mulch just on a little circle around the plants. You want to go wider than where your plant is, okay? Because you're trying to keep a heat sink in the ground. Mm-hmm, so exactly. you, you might want to make it three feet round. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, like lots, lots on top, lots, lots of surface area there. Yeah, yeah lots exactly. of surface area. Okay, so one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Join the conversation on the text or the phone lines, and we've got another caller who's in, and we're going to go to Regina right now and talk to Scott. Hi there, Scott. Hey, good morning. How are you? Pretty good. What's your question for us? Um, I, I have a, a, a three questions, if you don't mind. It's all related to lawn care at this time of the season. Yep. And I understood, um, I think you should cut your grass at about one and a half inches. Is that, is yeah, that correct? One, at least one and a half to 1.75, you know, inch and three quarters. Oh, okay. 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 And then is then after that is it still a wise idea to water at this point in time? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. in fact I just finished watering my grass because we're shutting off the irrigation here. The whole development shutting off uh, in the country. We have an irrigation system, and they're shutting it off uh, next Friday. So even this little bit of rain today, I just drilled 115 holes, four six inch holes, uh, I uh, two feet down, and oh. my soil was I could barely drill them. With an, with a, with a skid steer with a machine, concrete. It was like hard, powdery, and concrete. Oh, and I irrigate. Oh. Okay, so okay. So I'm telling you right now, people. Even when you're doing the water right now, to probe your soil with a piece of rebar down 12 inches, especially for trees and shrubs, and just make okay. sure that it's watered well enough. This little bit of rain you're getting around the province is nothing. Okay. Oh, okay. It's gonna penetrate. You know, maybe half an inch to an inch, maybe. And, okay. But it's, it's dry below. I couldn't believe it. You know, we just I just soaked my a uh, lot of my zones for for at least an hour, two times, uh, two days in a row for an hour, and the penetration was maybe three inches. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. Okay. Uh, well, I guess that that leads into my next question, which I think would be yes. Um, uh, after you do the cutting, would it would it be okay to aerate at this time? Uh, you could aerate. Uh, the only problem with aeration is that what I don't like about doing aeration in the fall is I leave these oh. plugs open. Okay. Right. And okay. and so you leave the plugs open. That lets the unless if we don't get a snow cover right away, then you leave all these holes susceptible go to, uh, the frost go right down to the roots easier. Okay. Oh. Okay. So if you're gonna plug it this time of the year, why not just wait till spring? Wait till spring. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, that's... Uh, and then then for fertilize, is it too late to fertilize? Nope. You can still fertilize yet, especially, but as long as you can get water, okay, onto it. Yeah. Right? Oh, you can't okay. put... Don't put your fertilizer down, and then unless you're going to put it down just before snow or a good rain. But otherwise, okay. if you can get the water, if fertilize and get the water down. Uh, in the northern northern climates, with our type of Kentucky bluesgrass, they, they benefit from having that little bit of nitrogen, right? So you don't want to put a high nitrogen on in the fall, though. To put a oh. put like a 16 or something like that. Don't be putting a 30 or something like that. Right. Uh, oh, or, okay. or put a fall fertilizer, because they're blended with more potassium and that kind of stuff to get the plants, the grass roots ready for wintertime. Would, would, the, would the groundskeeper 16-something-something-something yep. something, yep. something be good? Perfect. Perfect. That's what okay. I just finished a week ago. It's putting on my grass. Oh, perfect. Okay. All right. Well, well, sorry for monopolizing the show here. Oh, no, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> okay. All questions <laughs> thank, everybody has thanks. right now. <laughs> good. Well, thank you so much. Right on. Take care, Scott. Take care. Bye-bye. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. So uh, the question I got for you in regards to that, Rick. Okay, yep. and we're going to go to our break right away. We're going to come back and talking about should we or when are we going to have to empty out our our sprinklers in yep. a second? Okay, but if we put our fertilizer on now, we water it in. Yep. Is it good to have our grass actively growing when 
the snow falls on top of it. Yeah, well, you're gonna, when you're going to have the weather like a fall like we have, right? You, your grass is going to be actively growing right up until the temperature drops to, you know, you, you're starting to get close to zero at nighttime consist- right. consistently. Right. Right now, I mean, you're looking right now, I mean, we've had a couple nights here where we've had, you know, three degrees, risk of frost, that kind of stuff. But uh, now you look at the next week or so, the temperatures like today, uh, next couple of days, because of the rain cover, you're about 12 degrees. But I mean, it's going to go up to 16 degrees again. Well, with that kind of 16 degrees, and uh, you could get some growth happening on the grass again. So you may have to do one last cut, you know, in, the, in another couple of weeks if the weather consistently stays warm. Right. The, the problem I had, I think, last year is that I felt like I kept it green too long. Yes. And then it dam- actually damaged the lawn, and it took a lot of time to recover this year. That's what I always tell people to probe the soil. Yeah. Right? Because you can't tell by looking at your grass at the top. Right? Mm-hmm. So probe the soil down, see if there's some moisture down for the grass, at least two or three inches. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And your trees should be moist down even farther down because the roots are down farther. Right. Mm-hmm. And like I said, when I was drilling holes yesterday, it was bone dry. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I guess that the, the, the thing we have to remember is that a blanket statement doesn't always cover everybody. So we can't say to everybody, water now. We that's, can't say to everybody, that's right? why I always say yep. use a piece of rebar. It's the cheapest, simplest little moisture meter you can find, and yep. stick it in in the ground. If it's if it's got moisture, if leave it alone. Moisture, like in spots outside my irrigation area, uh, that I, where I was drilling a few holes outside my irrigation area, I had to basically take a piece of rebar and I had to take a sledgehammer to put it down in the ground. It was so hard, right? Because it was dry, right? Right. Whereas parts of my yard right now, the grass is still actively growing. Yeah. And I've actually stopped pretty much watering. I've I maybe watered yeah. kind of like once a week, just yeah. to, just after I'd cut the grass. But yeah. yet, yeah. I cut the grass a couple of days ago. Yeah. And it's, there's still lots of grass growing. You can also tell by your trees. If your trees are still green, like you especially got birch and that kind of stuff, if yeah. they haven't started turning color yet, you're probably too wet. Right. So back off there. Back off. Exactly. Hi there, Corey. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Pretty good. You got a tree need fertilizing? Yeah. So I I planted a six foot maple tree in early June. Yep. Got the bright idea to fertilize it with a thirty ten ten in early August. Okay. And then of course the leaves started to brown and falling off. Was that too early in its lifespan to actually do that? Did I harm the tree? It's lo- it depends it how much. Too good today. It all depends on how much actual fluid, you know, how much water with the with the fertilizer you gave it, right? If you just gave it like a, a two liters, it wouldn't have been bad. But if you gave it five gallons of water mixed with the thirty ten ten, that would have been a problem. Yeah, I'd be somewhere between that for sure. It was. It would have been. You know, I probably was in the three to four gallon range. Yeah, so sure. probably just a little bit too much for that young of a tree because the roots aren't established and out of the pot, pot out of the planting hole yet. Okay, correct. Yeah. So you, okay. for, when a young tree, you only need smaller amounts, right, of of fertilizer. You probably burnt some of those little fine roots, right? Right. So, so chances are its survival in the spring is probably pretty low. Uh, it depends. Have they? Have you looked at the tree? Have they set? They should have set their buds for next year already on the end of the branches. Yeah, there's a few of those, yeah. yeah as long as they set their buds, you'll be fine. Okay. Okay, if the okay. buds are all dried up, then those branches will, will come back next year, right? But, okay. but as long all as right. they set their buds, they'll be fine. Excellent. Okay, I appreciate the help. Okay. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. Take care, Corey. Have a good day. Yep.
1-877-332-8255. Let's go over to our text line because we've got texts that are coming in now too. And we've only got an hour show today and uh, that's going to go till next year in the spring again. Uh, this is from Judy in Arcola. Yep. My evergreens are turning brown from the inside. Is this normal or do I need to water them for the winter? This is a good question because I am getting call after call mm-hmm. after call. After call, after call, after call. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> About this one. Okay. And so a lot of it has to do, I took, took a look at some of them, because uh, some of them were ready to was needle cast. Now, needle cast, you wouldn't see it on the inside so much, and, and along the stem, you know, on the middle inside, you'd see needle cast throughout the tree, uh, spread right to the tips mostly, okay? Uh, if it's just on the inside, you're mostly seeing, number one, drought, mm-hmm. okay? Yep. So either, and it could be either too wet or too dry. Okay, so it can be the opposite way in a, in a controlled yard where you got lots of irrigation, okay? So it could be too wet or too dry. And, and also because of so much heat this year, uh, for, if it's from the inside out, it's just some damage from spider mites as well. Okay. Okay, right. so you've, yep. got a, you've got a combination of problems. So what you want to do is basically right now is probe the soil, find out down to the bottom of your planting hole, okay? So your planting hole is about two feet down, right? Probe the soil down about two feet. Check what the moisture is like down there. And if it's dry, give them some water right now. If it's wet, aerate, get some oxygen down the soil, okay? And if it's, uh, and then next spring, start fertilizing around May the 10th until July the 15th. You stop July the 15th. And then, um, and then also uh, start getting rid of your spider mites using insecticidal soap, using malathion, blasting with cold water, whatever you want to do. That's what you need to do to get the spider mites down to a reasonable um, situation. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, next text here is from Jason in Merrifield. It says, good morning. I was wondering if we should be fertilizing our asparagus and rhubarb before freeze-up. Um, not necessary. Uh, no. They'll be fine. Uh, just slow down the watering and give them one last watering again bef- you know, before you shut the water down and uh, for- start fertilizing next spring again. Okay. Uh, Kathy's from Battleford. Good morning. I've got a question about our potatoes. And she tried to send a picture. Unfortunately, Kathy, we can't get pictures with the tech service no, that we thanks. use. So uh, she's asking if it could be moles or voles eating them, what's best to do. Kathy, I'm going to ask you to send an email yep. to info at Dutch. Growers.com, yep. yep. right? If, uh, if it's a vole or a mole, all you can do is, is voles. You set up some some snap traps, you know, with the peanut butter and a raisin, crazy, yep. you know, in a little box or something like that, and put and them near a shed or something like that, someplace where they'll be hiding out for the daytime. And if it's moles, moles will leave mounds of dirt up in the, on the, in the ground, okay? Yes. That's a mole. Two different things, two different animals. And those have black those, hole traps. That use a black hole traps. And one of our listeners said the best way the black hole trap, and he caught like, I think, eight or 10 of them in the last two weeks, I think, is he put a black hole trap. And instead of, instead of just leaving that, that hole open to the sunlight, so, and what happens, they push dirt up, try to, and that's how they get snapped. But a lot of times they push dirt up and set it off and don't get trapped. What he does is he puts a, uh, on a stick, a, my idea of a peanut butter and a craisin, yeah. he sticks it on the end of a stick, sticks it in the hole, and puts a five-gallon pail over top of it to make it dark. They smell the peanut butter and craisin. They come up to get, eat the peanut butter and craisin rather than to stuff it full of dirt, and then they get trapped. Right. And he so, caught lots of them. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Kathy, we're not sure which one you've got, but yep. uh, send an email with those pictures, yep. info.dutchgrowers.com. They can help you out with that as well. Um 
Good morning. Wondering if I should. Sorry, wait, I got that one already. <laughs> Let's go to Darren in Saskatoon. Uh, can you provide a quick uh, primer on pruning young poplars and willows, wanting to encourage height as opposed to width, says yeah. Darren in Saskatoon. So bottom line is that it depends how high you want the standard, which means the, the trunk of it. You can prune them up off the ground a bit because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of that will go, you know, those big branches will get bigger on the base and then get less on the top as well. So you can prune some of those bottom ones off, especially if you're in the country and you're stopping lots of snow and you want to be able to let the wind blow through them and not pile up snow on your on your driveway, prune them up a little bit. Um, also uh, pruning the side branches, but not the top if he wants to get height. Mm, okay. okay, yeah. Then you can get the side branches to sort of terminate. You don't want to take very much off. You know, you might only take maybe a you know six inches to a foot off the sides. Yeah, and then you'll promote next spring. You'll promote the top growth. Okay, and when do we? When are we? When are we cutting those? As soon as the leaves are falling off. Anytime now. Poplars, really. poplars and willows. Pretty much all the poplars that you look right. Across, I'm looking across the river right now, and all the poplars are either yellow or dropped their leaves already. Right. So, so any, anytime now. Okay. Hey, before we get to our next text, I wanted to cover this off really quick. Yeah. We've got about a minute and a half to go here okay. to our news update is when should we be emptying out our sprinklers? Because I look at the forecast. I know this isn't the whole province, but in Saskatoon, we're talking about zero on Wednesday, minus one Thursday, zero for overnight low on Friday. That's the forecast. Regina's got a zero on Thursday, but it got plus temperatures besides that. So is minus one, like, yeah. do we got to blow well, it out and, by that point? When there's zero or minus one, yeah. okay, uh, last week they were saying there was a minus five in there. Okay, okay. they yeah. changed that now. But I mean, this last week we they said it's going to be three, and it went down to zero, right? So you say zero or minus one, there are going to be some areas that are going to get colder. Okay. So the the ones in the ground, the sprinklers in the ground are going to be fine. It's your manifold you got to watch out for. Right. Okay. That's you don't want cracking and splitting, and all of a sudden you wake up in the morning and after, water shooting everywhere. After thought out a little bit and water shooting everywhere. Yeah. So you might have to if you want to keep them on a bit longer, you know, put a blanket or something over top of your manifold just to protect it. Mm, okay. Okay. And and your ground ones will be fine. There's lots of heat there for quite a while. I'm not blowing my sprinklers out until I do the whole garden center and nursery and everything else, which is not for another two and a half weeks yet. Uh, Paul is in Saskatoon and he got some plants on a discount. Wants to know what to do with them. Hi there, Paul. Hi. How's it going, you guys? Good. You give Jill the day off, eh? Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hydrania's. Um, yep. We got a deal on some hydrania's. I yep. kind of inherited them. What do, what do I do? Can I put them in the ground? Or uh, absolutely. I just mulch them for the first winter. Okay. Did I miss that very first part of the show? Right where you said six inches of mulch. Yep. A good six inches of mulch around them and out wide. Okay. Okay. And out wide, and they'll be yeah, fine. They're kind of tall. Like, do I cut them down? Just, do I cut off no, that? Just, just cut off the the, the flower heads. Okay, perfect. So, so they yeah. don't get weighted down with the snow, and the rest oh. of it, the rest of it, will help catch snow. Okay, and you know, can I one quick another one? Yep. My goji bush yep. that I'm growing. Yes. I'm getting some very, very tall branches that I'd like to like, prune, prune them. Can I cut them off? Yep. And as soon as your branches turn color, prune them. And I would, I would suggest your goji berries because they are a zone, almost a zone four. Okay. Mm-hmm. If if we don't get snow early, mulch them as well. Oh, I mulch them heavy every good. year. Okay, good. You know, good. Just good. to give it that. But can I take those cuttings and and replant them so I can. 
build up my my bush? I uh, might. Well, they won't. If you just stick them in the ground, they they won't work. Okay. No. So no. if you, you have to you have to put them into uh, you bring them inside and put them into a peat pellet or something like that and put some rooting hormone on them, and you might be able to get them to root for you or in a jar or whatever, right? Of water. Yeah, in water. Yep. I, I thought about putting yep. them in water and seeing. Yep. Okay, absolutely. No. Thank you so much. Sorry, okay. it's only an hour long. <laughs> thanks, okay. thanks. Take care, Paul. Have a great day, you guys. Right. Thanks. Bye bye. 1-877-332-8255. We're going to keep going with the calls right now. Go to Estevan and talk to Art, who's out there. Hi there, Art. How are you? Yes, uh, I'd like to have a ask a question. When to prune uh, apple trees? Apple trees, as soon as the leaves start falling, then uh, like the so apples normally stay if they're if they're watered well, they'll stay green for quite a while. So okay. I, I like most of my apple trees. I start pruning in October. October. Yep. And another question I'd like to ask about towering cedars. I like to top them off. Yep. Uh, is it, do I cut straight across? Actually, what I, what I do is I like reaching in and cutting the main stems first, okay? And then I take my hedge trimmers, and then I trim the small little branches up into a bit of a point again, rather than just cutting a flat top. Okay, because they're kind of hard to get at. They're near my garage, and they're, yep. they're up pretty high. So. They're up pretty high. So like I said, I get a ladder up there, and I reach in with a, pair, with a saw or a big loppers, and I just reach in, I cut the main stems off, down, you know, below your eaves trough, you know, at least right. three feet below your eaves trough. And then take my hedge clippers and make them a little bit of a point so they don't look like this weird square top cedar. Okay. Okay? Thank you. All You're right, welcome. take care, Art. Thanks a lot. one 332 8255 Okay, let's go to our, our text line story because we've got lots that have come in here, which is great. This is from Barry, who's at Fishing Lake. Good morning. When should I cover our blackberry bushes? I'm planning on using leaf mulch and black burlap. Yeah, there's no big hurry yet because the ground is still warm. Hey. Uh, the, the the blackberries, yeah, they're, they're basically a zone four, especially the what's one that's the hardiest around Saskatchewan is one called Chester blackberry. Okay. And they're long. You almost need to put them on a trellis, these things. Wow. They're so tall. But, yeah, you can prune them back and then, uh, or just leave them and then prune them back in the spring. But then I would suggest mulching them, yes. Mm, and okay. basically any time, uh, by the time the ground freezes, then you can start mulching. Okay. Let's talk about this. This is a really good question. Uh, this is, hi, Rick. Uh, this is Andrew, who's in Saskatoon. I had some very helpful advice from email from your staff at Dutch Growers on a fairly new spruce tree. It struggled a bit this year with some dead areas. They advised me to wrap the tree and burlap for the winter. I was just wondering when would be a good time to do that. Do yep. I wait for a freeze-up? Yeah, wait for a freeze-up. Uh, put If you're going to put stakes in, put the stakes in before freeze-up, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then you can wrap the stakes if you want, and then leave the t- higher than the plants, because what gets the small little trees is the sun in March. Mm-hmm. It's not the cold weather. No. A lot of people think they're going to put a coat on this thing and try to... I'm just trying to put a sunshade on it. Exactly. Okay? So if I put stakes up higher so that the sun can't beam in and hit the tip of the plant and leave the top open so that the, the snow falls in. Now, if you don't want to put stakes in, you're going to wrap the plant itself, leave it six inches off the ground so snow can go in and protect the roots. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you put that right down to the ground and you don't leave the top open, what happens is then this fraught, the minus 40 in Saskatchewan will go through the burlap, down into the ground to the roots and, and harm the roots. 
because snow is a great insulator, mm-hmm. but you're stopping the snow from getting to where around the, where the roots are. Right, right. And and for Arlene, who texts us as well in Saskatoon, she says she's got four large cedars, 20 years old. They're turning brown all over. What would be a watering issue, or could it be something else? It, I mean, it, it could, could be, be related to that. It could but. be watering, too wet or too dry. Yeah. Okay, it could be spider mite, and it also could be a fungal problem. Right. If it's also on the inside, especially if it's sort of a reddish color, right? It could be a fungal problem. So then that's a uh, spring with Bordeaux. And then, but also next year, getting some fertilizer. Most cedar, a lot of cedars will turn brown, reddish brown on the inside naturally. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They just do that depending on the year. But the drought is the, probably the biggest reasons why you're getting a lot of the issue with us, with the combination of the spider mite. Now, but related to our last text with, uh, with the spruce trees, cedars and spruces together like to be wrapped, especially when they're young, right? Yeah. When they're young. Yeah. When they're so. older is not so bad unless you got an emerald cedar. Uh, emerald cedars tend to be, need to be wrapped, especially up against a white background, like a fence or a house. Yeah. Then you need to wrap them so that you protect them from that uh, harsh uh, schnook in the summertime, in the wintertime, or the March uh, thaw in the spring. Mm, right. Okay. Okay. Perfect. one 332 8255 Let's go to Crystal Springs and talk to Terry. Hi there, Terry. How are you? Hello. Good morning. I'm good fine. Morning. Thank you. Uh, I have a question about soil in a raised beds. Um, I grew potatoes in these raised beds, and like after I dug the potatoes out and everything, I find that the soil is uh, lumps yep. and it's hard. Hard. And um, I was I wanted to change it to something finer. So what would you recommend I put in there? Well, all I would do is you can use that straight soil, like, and you can use a little bit of compost. But potatoes don't like too much compost; they'll get you'll get scab on them. Okay, if you put too much okay. compost. So the best thing to use with that is even use things like gypsum, right? Gypsum. Yep, gypsum. Where or, would you get or, that from? Uh, that you can buy in bags at most garden centers, most oh, garden outlets. Okay, and you can use okay. gypsum. They, that helps break up the soil. You can also use humic. And humic will also help break up the soil and 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 balance the pH out and everything else as well. So you can do a m- mixture of both. Is that from the garden center as well? You can get that at garden center as well. Okay, and I have one last question, if yeah. you don't mind. Um, yeah. uh, you mentioned a few weeks ago uh, about lilacs yes. that bloom every year. Were they called bonanza or boomerang or something? Bloomerang, they bloom up to three times a year. Well, three times a year. Yeah, because yeah, mine just bloom for 10 minutes and then they're done. So. <laughs> <laughs> the old style, yes. Yeah, now, now you yeah. got to remember, the bloomerang have a still big bloom in the spring, and they have a smaller bloom in the summer and a smaller, also a small bloom in the fall. So it's not a full-blown. I've seen right. some that have been like really big blooms in the summer with the bloomerang, but you got to right. remember to every time they finish blooming, you still have to deadhead them, okay? Right. And to get them to rebloom. Okay, and I appreciate the information. Okay. You bet. Good. All right, thanks, Terry. Thank Have a good day. Bye now. We've got uh, a few texts to get to. We're going to get them all answered as quick as we can on the air, air for you here. Thanks for listening. But we're down to a one-hour show now yeah. because of fall and, and the way that uh, our growing down. season goes, right? Yeah. Uh, right now, we're going to go to Estevan on the phone lines and talk to Joy. Hi there, Joy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. good. you got a plant. You want it to make it red. What plant would that be? Poinsettia. Poinsettia. Yeah. Okay, so you're right at the boat right time. Is Now, have you started putting it into dark, total darkness for 12 hours a day? No. Okay, so that's what you need to do. You need, at nighttime, you need to put it into a, another room with no light at all, okay? Um, not even a bit of light. Sometimes what people do, we'll put them into a closet, you know, and then put a towel at the bottom so if someone turns on the light accidentally, you don't want that to happen. You want a total darkness for 12 hours. And then you bring it out into the light, 
for for the next 12 hours and some what some greenhouses do to get that 12 hours and now right now we're at equinox so you're almost getting light even yeah. even hours right so it's good right now but sometimes as you get later into october they're actually supplementing some more you know light to get that 12 hours and then you can get them to um to get the the bracts to turn red for you so that's and the, and then what did, was the last part? Yeah, then your bracts will start turning red once you get that okay. twelve hours of dark and twelve hours of light. Okay, and and so you like can you you said you could supplement with a with a light with a just grow, like a regular light? No, a grow light. A grow light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get all different types of grow lights. There's now there's LED ones. There's ones that are just like a regular light bulb that you can put in a regular. Like even socket, a, yeah, just a regular table lamp, even right, yeah, right. Put a, a grow light into that, whatever, as long as it has to be pretty close to the plant. That's all, and uh, but you can supplement that light for the for the twelve hours a day. So all the points that is that we buy in the store every year, they've all gone through this process yep. uh, at greenhouses or have, most of them have like green plastic barriers that they that they pull over top of the whole crop. Okay, uh, black. I mean, the blacks to black it out completely. There's one town that actually in their part of their town because they're actually in the town. They actually turn the street lights off for them. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Keep, keep so that's totally dark. that is the magic of getting them to turn red or white, whatever yep, variety exactly. you've got. But that's the only way to do it. And and like you just water like normal. Just treat them like a normal plant. Keep them growing and treat them like you would do normally. But they just have to have that twelve hours of darkness and twelve hours of daylight. Okay. Now I got this plant uh, last year at Christmas time. Yep. And so I. Haven't transplanted it yet. Okay, you you so can you can how, if you want to. One, if it's probably in a six inch pot, just go to an eight inch eight inch pot. Only one size larger. Okay. Okay. When would I do that? You can do that anytime right now. Anytime right yep. now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so and, and I start this putting it in um, uh, darkness now too. Yep. Yeah. It's right away. As soon as possible. Yep. yep. As soon as possible. So transplanting it won't that won't affect anything. no because you you're, you're not affecting you're not breaking up that root ball that's on it right now you're just giving it more to grow into so it'll be fine okay okay all right thank all you all right best of luck take care yep. joy okay bye all right over our text line it is the lightning round right now this is from unknown but asks can I put corn gluten in my flower beds now or should I wait till spring either one. Either one. Yeah, Just keep in mind one. that if things you want to Don't, seed yeah, in your flower bed, they're not going to grow. Not in the garden. Right, not in the yeah, garden. But your flower beds is not a problem. Yeah, perfect. Just got to uh, go as your recommendation, okay? Don't make it go a long ways. Go according to the instructions. If how thick it, it on, has to be. You can put it on heavier, but if you put it on lighter, it won't work. Okay. Brian's in Regina. We have 12 calmer Swedish aspens that are about 10 years old now and are very tall. But one was lost a few years ago. I didn't. It didn't thrive. Sorry, what type of plant was that again? Call Palmner, Swedish aspen. Okay, okay, go ahead. Now another has struggled this year and never grew as well as the others, but is already dropping its leaves. The odd branch on three or four other trees has also lost their leaves. Anything can be done to save these trees. Okay, so these older trees you said? Ten, ten years old. Ten years old. So if it's, just, if it's only the top the top branches that are dying out, then you have to look for whether you have some sawdust around the base or whether you have a poplar bore into them, okay? Mm-hmm. That's the watch. Uh, poplars, this time of the year, should be dropping all their leaves, okay? This time of the year. Uh, if they're doing that in the summertime or less, then there again, watch for the poplar bore. Also watch that you got the right moisture. Not The poplars don't like to be sitting in wet, their feet wet all the time, but they also don't like to be bone dry. So just watch your moisture. Uh, nutrients, you need fertilizer to keep them healthy. 
just like any other tree does. Uh, but watch for that poplar bore. If you keep them healthy, uh, the poplar bores won't come. If the tree is stressed, that's what attracts the poplar bore mm-hmm. is a stressed tree. Mm-hmm. This is Julie, who's in Battleford. When do cherry trees start turning color? I shut the drip line off to mine about a month ago, and yet they're still green. Yeah, the, the, probably the sour cherries you're talking about. Um, they will, they're fairly aggressive growing, so just probe your soil. Check how moisture is, because the water could be coming from the grass. You're running off the grass. I know you had that problem at your place. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yep. Water was running off the grass to your trees, so you might have to slow down on the grass watering, depending, uh, but probe the soil. See what the moisture's like. If the moisture's normal, just they'll, the cherry trees will be fine. They'll, they'll shut down in time. Okay. Uh, this is from Keith, who's in Regina. I noticed wasps love the pep, my pepper plants, not the actual fruit, but the leaves. What's up with that? Are they sweet or something like that? Do you have any idea what that well, could be? No, because pepper plants do what? They attract aphids. Oh. And, and, and wasp-like aphids for the excretion they have from the sap. Okay. Oh, that could be. Okay. And so that's what they're attracted to. So, so even if aphids aren't ruining the plant yep. or taking over, they're there. They're there. They're either eating the aphids or, or gathering the sap that the aphids left behind. Left behind. So that's okay. what, the, what attracts the wasps that's what to the leaves exactly. on the pepper plants. Exactly. Oh, look at that. Okay. Look at that. Uh, this is Marge, who's in Saskatoon. Our lawn in the back of our yard has been invaded with uh, Asian jumping worms. Okay. I've never heard of those. Okay. They leave lumps of rock-hard earth on the surface, making it difficult to walk. What can we do to get rid of them, or is it the only solution to remove the lawn and start over? Yeah. So the best way to do for that one is, honestly, is that next spring, make your yard a a good spot for robins to come to. Mm, Yeah. Okay, because there's no insecticide you can use to kill them. Okay. No, Same that's as right. the big dewworms and everything else. Okay. So if you track to put some bird bass out and that kind of stuff, attract the robins to your yard, the robins will do your duty for you. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is Maria. Sorry, Marla. Good morning. Can you tell me, is now a good time to trim the lower branches off of a birch tree? Uh, you're, you're getting late. Okay. Late. I like to do my my birch trees because they're usually bigger branches. I like to do them uh, in basically July, August, September. So you're right at the very end. So yes, you could do it. Do it soon. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is Jerry, who's in Saskatoon. When do I plant garlic, and how thick should the mulch be around it? Put garlic in right now. Yeah. Get them in the ground. Tulips, daffodils. Now you can plant all your fall bulbs right now. There's still lots of time for them to get rooted, and they won't grow because before it were too hot. Yeah, that's right. So now it's perfect time to put your garlic in. You can mulch them a bit. Uh, Even some of the garlics don't even need to be mulched that much. So the only reason I'd mulch them if I planted them really late and I needed them longer time to get rooted, Uh, but you don't have to mulch them that much at all. All right, perfect. If we missed your text, we'll get it answered as we get off the air here. Just a couple we couldn't get onto the air. But otherwise, we'll be back uh, same time, same place. That went quick. That did, sure did. Yeah, (laughs) one hour now. We'll catch you next weekend. I'm Jay with Rick Van Dyvendyke. This has been Garden Talk on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.